Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Networth WTA podcast. We talk all things ladies tennis and handicap the upcoming week. But joining me as always from California, it's actually not too early. You know, usually we do these early in the morning, we make them get up. But tonight it's relatively late. How's things going in California, Spread? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Jorge, who is up a little bit late, it's about 11.20, almost 11.30 local time for him. He's had a long day on the campaign trail. How many miles did you walk today, Jorge? Uh, today was a, a fairly modest day, only uh, only about four miles because uh, we don't go late on Fridays. We're in a very Jewish neighborhood at Shabbat. So. That's very ah. respectful. How's the campaign going? Oh, it's going well, man. Uh, between the couple ridings I've been employed in, I've up here in Canada, I've knocked down over 2,000 doors, almost uh, 2,500 doors, so we're, uh, we're hitting the pavement. That's really impressive, and I was telling somebody about that today, and I had got a curious question. What's the response like? So, you know, I'm from the United States, of course, and I can't imagine ever responding joyfully to somebody knocking on my door. How does that go for you? You know what? I tell people all the time um, on social media and whenever I can that as as nasty as social media can get with people being keyboard warriors you can run into you know social democrats as a right winger or vice versa you can be a social democrat campaigner go to a conservative's door and you don't you know no one's screaming or swearing at you calling you an idiot or dumbass it's it's just a cordial oh no 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 you don't have my support but you know great thanks have a nice day they say thanks you too and close the door that i haven't had i've almost 2500 doors i haven't had a nasty interaction yet so I mean, it's, 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 oh, it, it, it's, uh, what do you call it? It renews my faith in humanity in a sense. I think this might've been our most positive few minutes on the, on the <laughs> network podcast, folks. I mean, I, I, I love to hear that. It really does. It's inspiring. So for those of you who are fans of the show, one of the things that Jorge and I talk a lot about in our own kind of personal chat is we fire, um, political stuff at each other because Jorge is a conservative and I'm more of a liberal. Um, but the both of us hang pretty close to, I think the middle hypothetically, but, um, we're able to have discourse, and for those of you that don't understand the concept of discourse, please find a dictionary and look that up. But it's the idea that you could disagree with someone and have a conversation where you both understand kind of what's going on, and you listen to each other, and you kind of agree that, that this is how you feel, and you move forward. Um, that's really great to hear. But we're not here to talk about and, politics. And on that I'm note, sorry, you're an idiot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I understand that. It's good. You can be mean to me instead of spread spread to start. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Let's jump into some tennis. We've got three tournaments to recap, and we'll try to move through these quickly. To uh, Our apologies. We know it's late here on Friday night, so some of these matches you might not hear about. But we'll start in Guangzhou, where we do have the final tonight. Sophia Kennan playing Sam Stoser. Gentlemen, and I'll start with you, Spread. How surprised are you that Sam Stoser is in the final of a WTA event this late in the year? Yeah, I mean, it's quite surprising. We thought that, uh, you know, it'd be one of the local Chinese players that would take the local crowd support and make it work. But Stozer's really uh, brought out her old form. And, yeah, I mean, in short, I'm very surprised. What do you think, Corey? Are you surprised by the Australian, one of the older players, being able to kind of, you know, maybe reach back a little bit into her tank and, and play some good tennis at the end of the year? Boy, did I ever pick the wrong week to back her. Last week, I thought that the price... On Sam Stozer to beat Nina Stojanovic was incredible, so I took it. She lost 6-4, 6-3. This week she comes back around. The, it, it closed uh, on average at the offshore as plus 175 last week in Nanchang. 
This week, the rematch closed around plus 168 on average. And, of course, she won that match, this match. So, you know, I picked the wrong week to back her. I, I was really eyeing some of these numbers. I think her, the books are thinking she's in total decline uh, with her age now. But, uh, but some of the quality of competition she's playing. She's been a dog all week. Plus 167 to Martin Kova on average closing price. Plus 164 Para. Plus 168 Stojanovic. Plus 130 Golubic. None of those players are, you know, top shelf players that should really, you know, have a commanding heavy favorite uh, title uh, against Sam Stozer. But with the way she had been playing this year, it was really tough to pull the trigger. And I wish I had him. But uh, but I, I'm I'm surprised she's in a final. I'm not surprised on an individual basis based on the odds uh, in any single one of those matches. I think it's more su the surprising part is that she's won four in a row, not that she, you know, beat Stoyanovich or beat Golubic uh, or that she beat Para. You know what I mean? Totally agree with that. I, th I think you're right. The the most impressive part is her putting this many good matches in a row together. Um, you know, one, one of my faults, I think, maybe in my handicapping is I do discount players of a certain age. I've pretty much spent all year making fun of Kirsten Flipkins. I don't know how much we've talked about Sam, Sam Stoser, but I'm sure that I, I poked fun at her. And this has been an incredible week. She's beat some some pretty good players, you know. Say what you will about Para. I, th I think she's a solid tennis player. Stoser yep. was able to fight through her in three sets. Stojanovic, I, I think, has been a little hurt, but again, a, a pretty quality player. Beat her 6-2-7-6. Galia, bitch, to be perfectly honest, I don't think much of, but, you know, to fight through that again in three sets and, and continue to play this well throughout an entire week it, it's pretty impressive to see such an old older player in the final like this um and actually now that i flipped through it a little bit there's some funny names i mean paolini won two matches this week galubich made galubich won a quarter i don't lord only knows what galubich won her quarter price was um any other thoughts from you guys from this week in guangzhou and don't worry jorge we'll let you skip svitolina since um, it seems like she wasn't in 100 percent her best shape well i mean Get, get, get her to one of these bigger events, and we'll see how she does. Spread, anything else to add before we jump into the next tournament? Well, yeah, if you like making fun of older players, does Kim Kleisters have a comeback for you? Oh, You're going to love that. This is going to be the best. <laughs> We've been talking about this, I think, in our chat, and Jorge, I know you and I talked about that a little last bit last week. week. Yeah. So, Spread, we'll tag in. What do you expect from Miss, Miss, Mrs., Miss, I assume, Kleisters, um, and her comeback next year? Are you going to be betting on her a lot? or uh, I don't know about you, but I'm licking my chops. I can't wait to have a teenager against Kleisters. Yeah, I don't. I, I really don't know what she's trying to achieve, but hopefully she's able to uh, to do it. But, I mean, I don't really have any serious hope that she's going to come back and even make the top 50. I mean... So let me ask you a different question then, since you're not too excited about her prospects. Do you hope you're wrong? Would it be fun to see Kim oh, yeah. come back next year and be awesome and somehow, for some unbelievable reason, win a Premier 5 or maybe even a Grand Slam? Yeah, of course. I mean, it would be great for the sport. Anytime, you know, someone really young or really old does something, the whole national media will jump behind it. So it would be good. I'm just not expecting it. What do you think, Jorge? I don't think I asked you that question when we talked about it. Would you actually be excited if Kleisters was winning big tournaments? Um, I wouldn't say excited. I'd say it was, it would be, it, it would be fun to see her return to her peak, but that's going to take a long, long time. One does, one doesn't just come out of retirement after, you know, a few years and, and bounce right back in and start winning premier five or premier mandatory tournaments. So, um, I'm not, I wouldn't, I don't know how I would react because I don't think I'm going to need to <laughs> for a while. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
All right, guys, we only have just about an hour until the Guangzhou final, but just so maybe we sound good on record after it's already happened, either of you have any thoughts on this Cannon versus Stoser match? I've already jumped in on the over 20 and a half games here. I think it'll be kind of a fight. I don't know if we'll go three sets, but I think we'll see at least one seven five seven six set here. Jorge, do you have any angles here? Yeah, I, I, I like Cannon. Um at minus four and a half games, I was surprised to see it at four and a half. I thought it should it should have been five or five and a half. Um, and I, you know, bet three six five offered even money f throughout the day. Uh, I I waited until uh, Pinnacle posted theirs. They came out at even money and got knocked down to minus one hundred five right away. But I, I definitely think the minus four and a half. So look, I'm not sure what Stozer can do or will be able to do to really put Cannon off. Um, she's got the experience, and that's about all. So I'll, uh, uh, I'm glad with backing Ken here, with a six four six three, um, probably being the, you know the, that that cash is. But I think that it's more than reasonable to expect that, if not a six two six three. All right, spread any thoughts before I ask Jorge to compare Svitolina to Cannon? Uh, just that. Uh I, I think the Cannon will, will win too, but since I haven't had a good hold on how well Stozer's been playing all this week, I'm not going to bet on it because I didn't see her getting this far. So obviously, like I don't really have a good handle on her her game or her form right now. So I think I'll just be a fun one for us to watch or myself to watch. All right, Jorge, I know you're a little distracted today, having to work. But at one point today on on the Twitterverse, um, I compared Kennedy to Svitolina. What do you think about that comparison? What do you think about their games? Did they line up? You know, obviously Svitolina is a lot more experienced and, you know, from my personal perspective, maybe a little smarter tennis player than Kennan. But when I watch Kennan, I see a lot of the same skills. I see a lot of the same player. What do you think about that comparison? Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I think Kennan might might hit a bit flatter. Um, and that, that net clearance isn't as high as a lot of uh, Svitolina's ground strokes. Um, especially when they're when they're playing defense, Kennan really manages to to size up balls and you know use when, even when on the run, she doesn't need that high net clearance uh, or or a ton of spin to kind of give herself time to recover. Um, and I think that's really impressive. And she can she can really zip uh, returns back with that flat ball, uh, use you know returning the pace uh, from bigger hitters. So I think that would be the primary difference. But I, I, I definitely understand the comparison, yeah. What do you think, Spreaded? I was going to ask Jorge, did he vote in the poll? I had a poll. Who was faster, Svitolina or Kennan? Oh, I voted twice. I voted on my Jorge <laughs> and my VIP. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I do agree with what, what I assume Jorge's choice. I think Svitolina is actually much faster than, than, than Kennan. Okay. I think Svitolina's <laughs> speed is actually pretty underrated. The, the amount of court she's able to cover is incredibly and continuously impressive, but um, I, I didn't put much thought into it. I just voted as a fanboy. <laughs> well, what do you think? Well, Come I on. thought about it. I thought about it. I think she really spread. is faster. I, I mean, just I just like you said, she has more court coverage. Her her side to side just seems to be a little quicker. Her lateral movement is is elite. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good comparison. That's one of the most important things you can do at tennis is tr is try to find players that are like players. Um, any and more thoughts here on Guangzhou, gentlemen? Before we jump into Seoul, well, let's move on. Jorge, did I pronounce Seoul correctly? 
Yep. That's <laughs> wonderful. That might be the first time for me. All right, we've got two semifinals tonight. I think we'll skip those since probably by the time you hear those, they'll be over. Um, Yafin Wang is playing Carolina Much and or Mahova. Um, Magdalenette playing Alexandrova, which is one of my outright picks from last week. Jorge, did you end up grabbing her? Uh Alexandrova, yes, and I double down on her in the semis as well. I like to hear that. So I'll start actually with you then. So you expect to see Alexandrova win that match. Who do you think is going to win the Mahova um, Wong match, and, and what do you think the final is going to be? That I, I, I don't have a great read on. Um, of course, Yaf and Wong, who we've loved to bet all year, and we really like her, her well rounded game, decides that, you know, for the last month or two the three or four times i bet her she's gonna no show and then now this week she's you know reaching a semi-final naturally um but if you know if they're both playing their best tennis man it that is going to be a fun mat- match to watch because they can both play well off both wings um I- i'm i'm just interested to see it i have no prediction whatsoever on that match how about you spread any thoughts on the wong machova and or mahova match I think this is a clear example of how much more comfortable the Chinese players are here at home, and I think I would favor her to to win the tournament from here on out the way she's been playing so far. I like that. This is a pretty interesting look. Unfortunately, living in the United States, I don't have outrights at, at this point of the tournaments, but I imagine Wang might have a nice number because I know Mahova Wang is, is relatively close, and so is Alexandrova Lynette. I do still like Alexandrova's spot. I think that she is going to at some point win a tournament on hard courts, and it, if not this one, it's got to be one of the ones soon, but Darn it, Jorge. It's got to be frustrating watching Wong be so good this week after we were both on her, I think, last week. Um, but Seoul, relatively interesting tournament here. Gasparian won a couple matches. She might actually finally be healthy. Speaking of older players, Flipkins won two matches. Um, Christy Ahn seems to continue her success from the U.S. Open. Spread any other thoughts here on Seoul? Nope. I'm ready to move on. How about you, Jorge? No, I'm good. Osaka. Um, not unlikely, Naomi Osaka, um, not quite the namesake of this tournament, but it's kind of fun to have Naomi Osaka play Osaka. As someone who likes to pull up his scores on Google, every time I pull up WTA Osaka, it gives me her instead of the tournament. And the folks at Nitrogen, for some reason, have has listed this as Tokyo all week and not had lines. Um, hopefully they figured that out. But we got the semifinals. I'm sorry, these are the quarterfinals, actually, tonight. Yeah. So we've got a couple matches. Thanks to a rain delay, we've got Osaka, Putin, Seva. Um, Jorge, I, th- I can't remember if you were with me on the Osaka to win the quarter bet here, but I had two units on her to win this quarter. Um, should I be concerned about Putin, Seva? No, I mean, Putin, Seva is someone that loves to bug some of these big hitting, um, you know, top players, but does she actually win the match a lot of the times? So no, she might send her three, but I wouldn't even. I wouldn't be concerned hedging. I think more value lies in Osaka at like minus what is it, two hundred five, two ten, depending on your book. Yeah. Uh, minus two hundred range. I think there's value on her there more so than Putin Seva, to be uh, to be completely honest. All right, spread. Do you know why that question was a trap? Because the head-to-head says that Putin Seva has won the last three matches. You're so smart, Jorge. What do you think of that? <laughs> you know damn well what I think of that. All right, spread. Lay it out for me. Should I be worried? Yes, you should. She obviously uh, has the game to trouble her. She, she's proved it in the past. And I don't know if we can uh, necessarily say that Noemi uh, feeds off the home court advantage like some, maybe some of those Chinese players do. Um, so, yeah, I think this is this – is you can hedge here. Ugh, I'm not going to. I'm going to try to stand up and, and finally take care of this. I, honestly, I, 
you know, a few days ago, if you'd pulled up some of my messages and DMs and thoughts, I wish I'd actually bet more on Osaka to win this quarter at minus 110. But I am just the slightest bit nervous. But we've got Osaka Putinseva. We've got Georgie Mertens, Angelique Kerber already through to the semifinals. And Pavel Uchenkova plays Masaki Doi. Jorge, who do you think comes out of this mess? Who's going to win the tournament in Osaka? I think Naomi is. So, so break it down for me a little bit. So she, after Putin save, it looks like she maybe gets Mertens or Georgie. It sounds like you have no concerns there, but what do you think of that matchup? Uh, I think I think she matches up really well with Mertens. I think Mertens can really, she d- defends and returns well. Um, but I think Osaka's got a little too much for her. I think she'll, she'll be in control of most points. And uh, ultimately, she's also an aggressive, she'll, she'll play aggressive on return. And... While Merton's serve has improved and it's not as bad as some people think, it's still not, you know, a top-tier serve. Uh, serve. So I think there's going to be a, a fair amount of break opportunities for Naomi. And I just think that she's got the edge um, on return, and I think she's got the edge on serve. So it, to me, it seems like she's going to waltz into the final. Now, Kerber looks like she might be back in, in some nice form here, but uh, I'm not... Uh, that would be the one that worried me more, but I, I think that uh, Naomi wins the tournament. Do you think Kerber makes the finals? Yeah, I mean, is it a Doy or Pavlyuchenkova, right? Is, is yeah. uh, what's remaining? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to see either one of those upsetting uh, Angie Kerber. How about you, Spread? Do you think Osaka takes some of the trophy for a second year? No, I do not. <clears throat> but I don't know who I want to pick from well, here on out. That's, you know, it's that's funny. Pro- that's problematic. In, in my bracket that I feel that I have Naomi winning. But um, so now you're just hedging your bracket. Come on, Jorge, we can't stand for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so. I think she's you gonna pick somebody. Seva, and then I think that Georgie's got a good chance to beat Mertens tonight, and I think that would be an interesting matchup for Osaka as well. Well, Kerber will probably so I'll choose Kerber, I guess, because she seems like she has a nice path. Yeah, the Georgie match is interesting. I'm on Georgie tonight. She's plus 166 against Mertens. Georgie is so tough because when she's playing her best, I think of her as one of the best players on tour when she's redlining, when she's really playing nice tennis, hitting all her lines, keeping everything in. She's she's incredible, but I'm kind of with Jorge at this point. This seems like Osaka's tournament. It's hard for me to talk myself and anybody else. Anything else to add, gentlemen, before we jump into the next week? Well, let's jump into it. All right, we've got a tournament in Wuhan and a tournament in Tashkent. The people in Tashkent are lazy and haven't put out a draw or any outrights. And uh, maybe I'll trick one of these two guys, if not both of them, into doing another podcast tomorrow or Sunday. Um, That might be tough. But for the time being, we wanted to make sure we got through Wuhan before all the matches start. Now, Wuhan is the last Premier 5 event, which in the silly world of WTA tournaments is the second most important tournament after Grand Slams. Uh, Last year, my very favorite, Arena, the Amazonian warrior Princess Sabalenka, beat Annette Contivate, who somehow made the finals in a hardcore tournament. Um, 2017, Caroline Garcia beat Ashley Barty. Petra Kvitova the year before beat Dominika Sibilkova. 2015, Jorge's very favorite Venus Williams beat Garbina <laughs> Muguruza. And Petra Kvitova beat Jeannie Bouchard. Look at that, guys. Jeannie Bouchard in the finals of Premier 5. Just a, you know, what is that, five, six years ago, I guess, 2014 is? But 
we've got Wuhan this week, and it's a relatively big field, so I think we'll go quarter by quarter here. Um, spread, we'll start with you. First quarter, we've got Ashley Barty, Kasatkina, Caroline Garcia, Siniakova, Mertens, Pavly Uchenkova, Kennan, Keys, Georgie, Martich, Alexandrova, and Benchich here filling out the quarter. Benchich and Barty have the buys. What a stacked quarter. Spread, who, who comes out of this quarter, and do you like any of the outrights? I like Belinda Benchitz, and when look at the outrights right now, I got distracted. Yafan Wang at five dimes is plus 500 to win that uh, tournament. So I jumped in on that real quick. So let me refresh it because I had to confirm that. But I like Belinda Benchitz here to win this first quarter. Jorge, what do you think of this first quarter here? I, the Benchich look is pretty interesting to me. It's been a little while since we've seen her play tennis. But do you see any value here in the first quarter in any of these players? Uh, not really. I think that... Uh the only I think Ashley Barty looks intriguing, but there but there's a reason why I'll stay off her. Plus nine hundred on the overall um, outright is not a bad price considering her draw. The only threats I see here to her are Mertens, Benchich, and Kennan. Of course, Mertens and Kennan are both going to be coming off long weeks. Uh, Mertens might have the double whammy of you know playing her quarter semi and potentially a final. I don't think she gets to the final, but if she did, you know, she could have to play all of those between a Saturday and Sunday in um, Asia. So you got two fatigue fades in that quarter, and then you have Benchich. The only issue I have with backing Barty here is that the last four tournaments she's lost in have not been uh, to the best players. So when I say, holy cow, this draw looks nice for her, you know, okay, sure. Now someone may be willing to put money down just on that. You look at her last four tournaments, though. Allison Risk, uh, Sophia Kennan, first round in, her first match, sorry, second round in Toronto is probably her, the only really, you know, respectable loss out of the four. Um, Kuznetsova walloped her in Cincy, and then Kyung Wong, who really came out of nowhere at the U.S. Open, thrashed her 6-2-6-4 as a plus-290 underdog. So, when I look at the draw and say, holy cow, plus 900, look at the players in this draw, or look at the players in her quarter, there's only one real threat there without a fatigue factor coming in um, that that could trouble her, and she wouldn't play her until that quarter match when you'd, I would, I would expect you to get uh, plus money on any hedge play, which is the ideal spot. But like I said, the problem is that the players that have been beating her recently over the last month or two have been surprises and have been the players that I'm, I'm overlooking. So I think to me, it's, it's something that I'm going to pass on with Ashley Barty. Um, but that would be the best look for me in that quarter. If, uh, she, she wasn't drop, you know, dropping matches to players that she, sh that she's been a minus three or 400 favorite against. I love your breakdown there, Jorge, and I'm totally on board. This seems like a quarter screaming stay away. I mean, Ashley Barty, since the French open really has struggled, um, you know, got whipped by uh, by Wang Jiang there in the U.S. Open. Uh, it just totally surprising. Then you look at the rest of this. Kasatkina has had a bad year. Garcia has had just as bad a year as anybody. Sindiakova's up and down. Maybe Mertens, for some reason, puts it together and come out of here, but she's off a long week. Sofia Cannon off a long week. Pavlyuchenkova off, off a long week. Madison Keys retired in her last match. Georgie off a long week. Uh, Martich and Mladenovic been a long time since we've seen them since sorry, a long time since we've seen them play well. Alexander drove off a long weekend. You know, Benjic had a nice U.S. Open, but um, hasn't played tennis since then. It's, you know, it's, she's sixteen to one. I know. I think. I think it's a trap, though. You have to go through. Well, so I don't. I, think it's a trap. It's just. 
Well, let me take a step back here. When I, well, I mean, we did this last time. What, what is one in six? What is sixteen to one? What does that mean? Or implied probability of winning the tournament is? Let me see. What, what is, it? is Six, one seven divided by seventeen? One divided by seventeen equals five point eight percent. Five point eight. I mean, don't you think that she wins five percent of the time? Is that is that that crazy? I mean, given the draw, probably not. But there's just so much uncertainty here. And it's it's hard for me to get behind anybody. Let me just double check that. But I'm pretty sure again we haven't seen Benchich play since the semifinals of the U.S. Open. Yeah, semifinals of the U.S. Open. So let's a lot of these a lot of these big names though won't have played uh, since the yeah. U.S. Open. And I think um, the argument you gave, you know, for why Barty is a good look, you know, applies just as much to Benchich. But we're getting the extra, you know, uh, right. seven hundred. You know, the extra plus seven hundred for a player that I think has the same amount of chance to win that quarter. So. I think that's a great point, Fred. If I had I to bet anybody, it'd be Benchich, but I'm just not ready to get behind anybody in this quarter. Go ahead, Jorge. Well, to hedge, I mean, in the end, to hedge the the Benchich uh, against Barbardi is going to be a favorite in that match. Um, so, you know, to if you're looking at your hedgeability on when they play each other head to head, some of that value comes back, right? Because it's easier to hedge the Barty outright than it is to hedge the the Benchich outright. That's if you're hedging that early to begin with. I'm not sure you could with Barty anyway um, at plus 900 hedge starting the quarterfinals. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's if we get the Barty from, you know, spring and early summer. But we haven't seen that player for a while. Um, right. And, I, and w- players, I wouldn't be surprised if Benchich was playing someone else like Cannon or Mertens at that point. Precisely, because Barty has lost uh, to Cannon as, as much as I don't like the, the, the head-to-head stuff. You yeah. could see a an Elise Mertens. Well, see, Mertens is on the fatigue uh, potential well, there. Kenan but, will be too, to you know, a certain a, extent. A, a Garcia playing her, and Kenan too, that's exactly it. And then Garcia, if like Garcia plays like 2018 form and Barty has an off match, like she's done it every one of her last four tournaments, she's had an off match. Yeah. So. so even the second round, if uh, Cassett Kina didn't have the kitty curse on her, um, <laughs> or Garcia had some form, you could, you could actually conceivably see one of them doing it. So I... That's my issue with Barty, but you know the two players in her eighth uh, that really would threaten her are both still playing in an, another city in Asia, yep. and that is why I do think like if Barty is playing, you know, even eighty percent of her top form—not health, but you know, eighty percent form—she's in the quarterfinal to me. I don't see how she doesn't make this quarterfinal, even playing you know seventy-five percent, eighty percent of her potential, and that's why I really like uh, you know plus nine hundred outright because. Um, you know, she'll be a favorite against anyone but Halep in the semis. She's a favorite against Benchich in the quarters. And she's likely, if, if she gets to the final and she's looking strong with her with her serve and her, 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 you know, net game and her well-rounded game, I think she's a favorite against anyone in the bottom half too. So you've got a lot of, a lot of uh, options with a Barty ticket if she is looking decent and making a run. Uh, I'm not sure that Benchich would be the same. You'd almost need her to go right to the final before you could even con- consider hedging because it's going to be an expensive hedge. Um, yeah, good point. With her opponents going to be a, a sizable favorite along the way as you get past the quarters. It's good to see, Jorge, you're not feeling burnt after losing all these Barty tickets for the last month or so. Well, I'm not betting. No, I'm not betting. I'm just I'm just saying why that is. that would be if I had one in the quarter. But, I, yeah, I don't, I don't trust her right now, so... Can't do it. Can't do it. All right, gentlemen, any other thoughts in the first quarter? No, let's move on. 
well, we can't move on quite yet because you know there might be some new listeners or people that are unfamiliar with the concept of the kitty curse, and I feel the need to explain <laughs> what that is. So for for those of you that you know haven't been paying too close attention, or maybe you're new listeners, our wonderful friend Spread Astaire here um, has two kittens that are adorable, but one is <laughs> named uh, uh, Penko, I believe, and the other one's yep, named Penko. Dasha. That's and, right. Uh, and since you've had those kitties, um, how have uh, Miss Ostapenko <laughs> and uh, Miss Kasatkina done? It's really almost been right to the time because, you know, Ostapenko fell off sometime last year, and then Kasatkina was doing well, and I got Kasatkina right after the Moscow tournament. <laughs> I got oh, my no. little Dasha right after the Moscow tournament. And I don't even think Daria Gavrilova's even won a match since then, so <laughs> it's, it's hitting all the Dashas. Guys, guys, let's be positive and let's look at life, uh, you know, glass third full. They've got like a 33% winning percentage. <laughs> the glass is a third that's, full. That's better than Not two-thirds empty. <laughs> All right. Well, and Ostapenko is going to kill the ITF when she ends up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Spread. That might be the saddest thing you've ever said. Block, blockbuster ITF event of oh 2020. Eugenie Bouchard versus Yelena Ostapenko. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Bo just blocked all of us. This is sad. <laughs> this is sad. All right. Let's move on to the second quarter, which, you know, not to foreshadow a little bit here, but there's, uh, there's one woman who... Uh, I generally don't bet on and, and could not be more in love with her mm-hmm. price to win this event. But, you know, spread. What do you think about this second quarter? Uh, we got Simona Halep, Barbara Stritzova, Jiu Wong, Elena Rybakina, who's been very good to us this year, mm-hmm. Victoria Azarenka, Donna Vekic, Arena, the Amazonian Warrior Prince of Sabalenka, Sasnovich, Jorge's very favorite, Venus Williams, Danielle Rose Collins, mm-hmm. some couple qualifiers, and uh, and what is this name here? Kiki, Kiki Burton. <laughs> the seed. Spread, what do you think of the second quarter? I can't believe now that I had to look because you mentioned, I'm like, wait, what's he referring to? Sabalenka has a higher price than Burton's? Well, I'm seeing Sabalenka at 25 to 1 and Burton's at 33 to 1. That's what's at Bet365. I mean, Jorge, how do I not bet Burton's at 33 to 1? Because Kiki Burton's isn't that great of a, an outdoor hardcore player. What? Um, I lost so much money with that theory last year. Come on. I, I know, and that's the thing is, like, people will say that, and, you know, everyone's going to be screaming, but she won this tournament, she won that. Yeah, okay, whatever. She won one or... She was 23 and 10 last year, the year before 5 and 13, this year 13 and 12, okay? Uh, that's that's, an, that's what we call Cincinnati an outlier. In 2018. Right. It was in America, we, uh, you know, everyone in North America watched it, we didn't believe it at the time, and we're still yeah. reeling from her winning Cincinnati in 2018. This is what we call an outlier year. Now, in 2016, Tennis Explorer says she was 26 and 14. You take away her the International Premier Tennis League, where she won... She went six and two, and that's already down to twenty and thirteen. You take away her qualifying matches that year on uh, outdoor hard courts, she loses another six, seven, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen wins. Okay, so she's a sub five hundred main draw player, twenty sixteen, five and thirteen, twenty seventeen, twenty three and ten last year, where she cost us when we tried to fade her, thirteen and twelve this year. Spot the outlier. She's not a great hardcore player. Do not bet on Kiki Burton's. Trust yourself, noobs. Don't. It's do so it. hard. It's just so hard. Oh my god! Every time uh, I do anything, it just goes the other way. I bet the over on her freaking match against Pavlyuchenkova. They had a seven-five set, and it still went under somehow. Oh so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a break. I really am. All right, spread again. We started with you. Who wins the second quarter? So in my little draw, I said Halep, but a plus eight hundred. That's not an outright we want to give out. 
Um, but speaking of how, <laughs> am I missing something? Or oh, is that the outright you're giving out? Yeah, I'm giving it out at uh, 10 to 1, though. Um, oh, okay. At bet three six five. So, um, and here's my hesitation. What uh, her health? Are we are we a hundred percent on board with her? Yeah, she hasn't played since the U.S. Open. Um, I think that and Cahill's back, right? Uh, yeah, I think that this is a uh, uh, a nice event for her to kind of turn things around. She won Wimbledon, had a rough summer. Uh, you know, retired in Toronto to Buskova. You know, beat Alex and drove in Cincy before losing in three to Keys, who actually played really well that day. Um, but the U.S. Open, she looked really off, and I think you know some time off, rest up, get better. Um, you know these big tournaments, she loves to win. She's got a ton of titles at like you know Premier Five, Premier Mandatory level uh, to go with her two slams now, uh, and I think that this is a this is a really nice draw for her. Um, also, losing to Taylor Townsend in a third set tiebreak at a Grand Slam, one has to think that that is like the most motivational thing in the world, right? You lose 7-6 in the third set to Taylor frickin' Townsend <laughs> at a Grand Slam event. You are goddamn more motivated than you've ever been in your life to win your next tournament, right? Like, take the motivational handicap here. Screw the numbers. I'm 10-1 I'm to 1 on Hal just on the fact that she lost to Townsend and is pissed off right now. <laughs> All right, Jorge, before but, I move on to spread... Um, Halib has played Wuhan in 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. So the last five years. Out of the last five years, how many times has she made it past her first match? Justin Wuhan? Justin Wuhan. Uh, I'm going to. It's not many. I know she lost last year, like Sybil Kova. Correct. Um, Six oh seven five to Sibylkova. But like going five years back, I don't know three times. Just twice. So let me go back and okay. make sure I did this right. Twenty fourteen, she loses in the round of thirty two. Must have had a bye to Muguruza. Twenty fifteen, round of thirty two beats Pavlyuchenkova. Loses to Conta in twenty fifteen. That's not a bad loss. In the either. round of sixteen, twenty sixteen, the round of thirty two beats Begu. So she actually beat there. So uh, uh, yeah, twice in the last five years. Last year, uh, lost to Sibylkova. The year before that, to Kasatkina. What's the farthest she's made it? Uh, semi-finals okay. in 2016. Okay, so I'm looking at her draw. You know, we've got we've got a semi-final appearance. I'm looking at her draw. Uh, I'm not afraid of the other person that's on a bye for the reasons I just explained. Uh, I've got Strychva out in the first round, um, which almost could be a bad thing for Halep, having to play the hometown, like, kid that everyone's going to get behind. But then, you know, the third round is who? Vekic, Azarenka, Qualifier, Ribikina. By the way, is this, like, the 94th time Vekic and Azarenka have played this year? Um... <laughs> But <laughs> like, uh, but I mean, I'm not scared by any of those. Maybe Vekic, but I don't think Vekic moves nearly well enough to deal with Halep's returning and angling. Um, and then the bottom half, no one scares me in that quarter. I mean, uh, you've got Kiki Bertens, qualifier, qualifier, Collins, Grandma, Sasnovich, Sabalenka. <laughs> Grandma? Gra yeah. Sorry, who's that? <laughs> don't that's get an, cheeky that's anti venus to you <laughs> oh, yes. oh that's right no that's anti venus to Wait, Olympia I thought you, oh, okay, so grandma I to me grandma to you alright 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 I, I think you make a, a, a fair case Halep does have a pretty um, optimistic draw here um, you know, definitely poking some fun at, at some of that stuff 
Um, and actually, just to answer your question here, Vekic has played Azarenka twice already this year. Lost her in uh, Vekic beat Azarenka in San Jose and beat her in Cincinnati, six four six three in San Jose and six two seven five in Cincinnati, both on hard courts. But uh, yeah, all all since the summer hard court swing too, like three times in since July, is it or June? Uh, let me see here. Ba-ba-ba-ba, since July. July, a third time in three months. That's incredible. I love it. I know. I just wish Donna Vekic would actually finally win a tournament. But maybe I'm just being bitter. Spread, what do you think about this second quarter here? Are you tailing Jorge and his Halep love? I mean, I understand. But uh, actually, I'm going to turn the tables on you here and ask you a question. Sabalenka, oh, what do you think of her run? Because I thought the 25-1 to 1 kind of jumped out to me. I would love to be optimistic about this. It's a great draw. She should be able to beat Sasta. Yeah, it's not that bad. If she's playing her best tennis, she should be able to beat Venus or Collins there in the second round. If she's playing her best tennis, then maybe she gets Burton's, who, again, it's, you know, besides last year's run on hard courts, Burton's has been terrible on this right. surface. I mean, just brutal. Um, if there was ever a chance for Sabalenka to put it together after um, you know showing some competency last year in, during the Asian Swing. Let me pull up her record last year. I'm trying to remember which of these tournaments she won last year. Um, but this is a great draw for her. I mean, you have to love her way through to the quarterfinals, then maybe she gets Halep. And, you know, Halep's great. Halep is, as far as I'm concerned, you know, arguably, if, if not a lock for one of the three best players on, on planet earth right now from a women's perspective. But if Sabalenka's playing her best, if she's really focused here and, and hitting her spots, I mean, this is, this is such a great opportunity for her, but I don't know. I'm not ready to trust her yet. All right. So you're not on the 25 to one either. Okay. I'll avoid this quarter. Then that was the one that jumped out to me the most. Uh, Vekic at 40 to one was kind of attractive, but like you said, I just don't see how she puts it together against this field. Um, yeah, it's just too much to ask of her. Someone who hasn't shown that they can do it before. Spread, why am I an idiot? Because you forgot that Sabalenka won this tournament last year? Totally forgot about that. <laughs> I'm looking at that right now. She beat, I'm looking at, she beat CSN in the first round, then Svitolina, then Kennan, then Sibulkova, then Barty, then Contivate. Um, God, uh, Jorge, why is that 25 to 1 a bad price? Is that a bad price? I don't know. Am I too emotional about this? Uh, no, I'm just, I think that's about right for Sabalenka. Uh, I do, I do think like for some reason, there's some players that just play better in Asia. I I remember watching her in Shenzhen to start the year. I think it was her, uh, that won it, I believe. It's fuck. That was week one now, wasn't it? God, week one seems like a long way back. (laughs) Oh my God. It's just when you handicap every day and you're going to like challenger to be in WT, it's hard to remember who won every single week across the board, but I think but she, she won did that win first Shenzhen, Yep. She? Yeah. Um, so, you know, she, she does fairly well in Asia. I think it's because a lot of the Asian courts tend to play a little quicker and that'll help her out. Um, because she'll play, she loves fast courts, both her, her ground game and her serve really suited for it. So, um, uh, I would say 10th favorite. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, Maybe you could make a case that there's some people behind, you know, that are have a higher price that should have a lower price, and some that have a lower price that should have a higher price. Okay, whatever. But tenth favorite seems to be about right for me. And, you know, you, you, she'd be in my top eight to ten players capable of winning this tournament. So um, twenty-five to one is about right. 
It's tough with Halloween in your quarter. I, I keep looking at it and spread. I, I loved it. I really want it better to win this tournament at 25 to 1 as a defending champion and with, and with all the success she's had in Asia. But it's just tough with Halep in her quarter. And then you got to come out and play maybe Barty, maybe Benchich if they're in form. But I don't know. It sounds like Jorge and I are passing, but you're in spread. Are you actually in? I haven't placed it yet. So maybe I'll take the money from my uh, Yafan Wang and, and go for that one. All right, we'll pause for just a second and update <laughs> us if you actually place that wager. But <laughs> All right, I'll let you know before the end of the pod. i got a little while here. All right, we'll jump into the third quarter. Um, Wang Jiang, Buzkova, who let me down, Muchova and or Mahova, who's had a long week, Allison Risk, Monica Puig, Angelique Kerber, Caroline Wozniacki, Shea Su Wei, Yulia Putin-Seva after a, uh, off a long week, Shui Peng, Garbina Muguruza, Alina Svitolina, some fun names in here. And you know, spread, I'm going to start with Jorge here. Jorge, what do you think? You mentioned that Svitolina maybe was not given her best effort this last week because she might have been focusing on here. She's got a buy. She has a pretty weak draw here from my, from my estimation. What do you think about Svitolina's chances this week? Are you going to better to win the tournament, maybe the quarter? No, I'm going to bet Kyung Wong. Um, uh, 40 to 1. Yep. When I looked earlier today at uh, Bet365, it's a nice number. She really came into her own last season in this late uh, uh, season stretch. Uh, she had, after the U.S. Open, she went to the semifinals in Hiroshima. Uh, she won Guangzhou. She went to the semifinals here in Wuhan, semifinals in Beijing, and the finals in Hong Kong. That tournament's canceled. Uh, I'm not a huge def- you know, point defense kind of handicapper. But consider this. I don't know if the WTA is going to let them keep their points from Hong Kong because they had to cancel it over the political protest there, mm-hmm. uh, or at least postpone it or whatever they say. Now, what happens to those players? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, I don't I don't know much precedent about this kind of thing. So do they get to keep the points? If those points come off and then her Wuhan semifinal points come off and she didn't defend the Guangzhou points, you know, I'll... I'll <laughs> That's a lot of points coming off for her. So I think there's a lot of pressure on her this week. She had a great season during this stretch last year. She likes playing in these events. I believe she did well at the Asian Games, which happened last year as well. Um, I think Svitolina could have some trouble with Muguruza if Muguruza gets through her first match. Uh, you know, uh, out, outside of either uh, Mohova, Makova, uh, or Muchova, whichever one it is, and Buskova... I'm not. I'm not really seeing much of a test past that for her. Uh, plus, you know, Carolina is on the uh, the the long week this week. Uh, Riss doesn't bother me. Puig doesn't bother me. Kerber's on a long week. Wozniacki doesn't bother me and is in the other half anyway. Shea doesn't bother me in the half anyway. Putin Seva's on a long week. Qualifier. Uh, Peng Shui doesn't bother me. Muguruza doesn't bother me. And then Svitolina um, would be the one test. But at forty to one. You know, if all you have to do is beat Svitolina head to head to get to a semifinal, I'm looking. You know, I'm really happy with that. I love that number. What do you think of that spread? Yeah, we might have to manufacture some controversy on this spot because I'm, I'm all over it too. That was the one that I'm going to bet for sure uh, that I saw that it jumped out. Which is why it's like you know when I was getting this great price at forty to one on a player that I think almost has a better chance to win. Do I do I do twenty five to one as well? You know, it's like I'm get, I'm already getting what I consider to be a better product at a better price. So um, Jorge laid out the reasons why I'm. I think Keon Wing is a great bet here. 
Oh, I love that. It's it's the quarter sets up really nice for her. Buzko, obviously. Um, I think something went wrong last week. I don't know if she's injured or, or just kind of is tired at this point of the year. But her and Machova, Mahova, and or uh, Makova. By the way, if you're from the Czech Republic and you listen to the podcast, we'd love to know how to pronounce her name because um, we've heard announcers say just about anything and everything about her name. But uh, Buzkova and Machova, we'll go for that for now, um, should beat each other up. You know, Wong should have a nice match there. I, I agree with Jorge. Kerber's off a long week. Monica Puig hasn't done anything in forever. Allison Risk, you know, on hard courts, there's nothing to be too worried about. She's a great chance to make the quarterfinals here. And then you look at the bottom half of the quarter, maybe Svitolina, maybe Muguruza, maybe Putin Seva. I have no concerns there. I love that price at 40 to 1. I think that's really nice. I don't know if anybody has quarter prices. You know, looking through some of the books that I have, I don't see them here. But you know, Wong to win a quarter. Um, I'd be curious to see what that number is. If you have it, you know, please DM us at NetworthPod. Um, we'd love to see that. We'll let you know what we think of that number. But Wong has a great chance to win this tournament at 40 to one. At um, let me see what the bet 365 price is. I think that yeah, 40 to one there too. Um, that's a great number. Any other thoughts on the third quarter, gentlemen? Yeah, no. I think Keon Wang's the best look of the whole tournament here. Let's jump down to the last quarter. Petra Kvitova has a bye here in the first round. Then we've got Pegula Herzog, Yoffen Wang off a long week, Shui Zhang, the tennis player formerly known as Sloan Stevens. That's right, folks. She's reached that category That's for the nice. rest of the year. Anastasia Sevastova and or Sevastova, Alia Tomjanovic, Diana Yastremska, um, who's let me down for a couple weeks here. Stos are off a long week. Anna Samova, um, one of the first times I think we've seen her play tennis in a while. And Karolina Pliskova here in the bottom quarter. Um, spread, what do you think about this fourth quarter? Any any interest in some of these? Kaviv off a bye, Pliskova off a bye. Um, you know, by my estimation, not too bad of a draw. What do you think of this fourth quarter? Well, Kvitova is a true wild card, right? We have no idea what's going on with her health. I mean, do you guys, have you guys heard anything or seen anything encouraging or discouraging? Or is it just kind of all mystery to you guys, too? It's a mystery to me. Um, seen some Instagram posts and stuff. It seems like she's practicing and from time to time trying to hit tennis balls. But you know, she hasn't played a tournament in quite some time. What do you think, Jorge? Um, so I was typing out a tweet for uh, requesting that uh that information on Makova. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's any checks following that. They're probably all sleeping right now, but hopefully they'll see it in the morning. Um, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, again, Kvitova's health. Yeah, Kvitova's health. Oh, no, I'm not. I, I'm not I, I'm not trusting Kvitova at all here. Um, in my notes, I was. I wanted to talk about She hasn't shown us anything um, suggesting that, you know, backing her to outright, because, you know, uh, with, sorry, with an outright wager is a plus EV proposition. Um, she has not won more than a match, is it, on hard courts uh, since she returned? She uh, started off decently. Um, she did get her know, first round at, at the U.S. Open. Yeah, against Denisa Alertova. Congratulations. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> that's more or less practice But that suckery match, she looked great and then... Or, sorry, she looked... She started slow. Looked like she found her rhythm. Like okay, she's back on hard courts. Took her a set. Now she's gonna. Do- now she's gonna dominate. And then totally looked gassed the third set. Uh, she beats De- Denisa Alertov and loses to Andrea Petkovic, who was plus three twenty five. Yep. Um, I'm just not seeing anything this in the summer hard court swing that indicated that she can win 
two matches, let alone five um, consecutively. This is a, uh, I think it's, Wuhan's Premier Mandatory, isn't it? It's Premier, Premier five. 5, yeah, so it's, it? um, I think that's the second highest. Let me just double check because the WTA is very silly. Um, I can't remember if mandatory is higher than, than 5, but this is the last no, Premier pre- 5. No, mandatory is higher than 5, for sure. Oh, okay, this is the last um, Premier 5, so maybe there's another Premier Mandatory, okay. but um, it's definitely a big tournament. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that with the field we have here, that uh, <clears throat> sorry, next week Beijing is the final mandatory. This is the Premier Five. I always confuse the two, but they're both big events. They both draw big fields uh, and big names. I, I don't see her. She's having trouble with you know ranked players ranked twenty five to fifty right now. Um, let alone you know having to win a couple matches and then probably beat a couple top ten players. So I'm not gonna. You can't trust her out right here. There's a reason she's at twenty five to one. Uh, I'm not going to touch that. I think this quarter looks extremely chalky, um, to borrow an American term that I don't know why it makes any sense at all, but whatever. Uh, Do you want to know why? Rock, sure, go for chalk. it. It's, Jayhawk. It, no, it's because back in the day in the bars, um, you know, people would go down to the local bars and they would bet, and it would be on a chalkboard. Right, before yeah. math and, and real, uh, you know, modeling and, and handicapping. Right. The good old days with the good old boys. We're like, well, I see sharp money coming on this side. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shut Sorry, up, I assume whoever was taking those bets was good enough at math to make sure they hung a lot of juice on those prices. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The bookies. I'm talking about the, uh, the, 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 the betters that called it the chalk. Oh, that's chalky. Okay. Anyway, um, yes, I think this, this is a, a nice... Beautiful quarter for Pliskova. Stows are off a long week. Anisimova, of course, after the unfortunate passing of her father uh, in her first match back. Tomjanovic doesn't scare me. Sevastova doesn't scare me there. Um, I think that Pliskova isn't nearly uh, bothered by the variety as much as some other taller, bigger hitting players. Uh, Stevens is garbage. Zhang has been up and down. Wong is off a long week. Uh, Pagula, Herzog, nothing at WTA hardcourt main draw level suggests either of those will be an issue would be an issue for anyone uh Kvitova's just hasn't shown us anything the only player i would take a flyer on here and it would be like a point one to win um you know four units kind of play would be a stremska at 40 to one just because i love betting a stremska outright she either she'll lose first round or she'll you know she'll make like a semi or win the damn tournament so um at that you know if she's in form it's it's worth a play uh, to try and uh, try and get her in there, um, but I think Pliskova's got a, a lovely draw here. I think if my read is correct on the third quarter, which looks really weak, uh, you know, I think she can beat Svitolina or Wong rather handily. Is there value in betting the favorite at? I think it's plus is it plus seven or plus eight hundred. It's plus eight hundred. I'm seeing a bet six, bet three six five. Yeah, at. at Eight to one, it's like that's so borderline. I don't think it's enough value me for for me to bet it. Um, there might be you know a tiny bit, but uh, it is hard to 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 look at this draw, uh, look at her half, look at the other seeds there and and the players surrounding them and not make her the favorite to win this tournament. You know what I mean? Like I, I, it is it is not inconceivable, but it's it's really hard. To make a case for any one of the other players in the bottom half of the draw to upset her. 
I agree with that. This draw is so nice for her, and I would love to bet on Yastrzemska, but, you know, again, another player that we've got burnt on, or myself, frankly, have got burnt on the last month or so. I'm disappointed in her form. I think that she's had a chance to win a couple of these tournaments based on her draw and has really failed. Pliska was going to buy, you know, then Anna Samova or Stoser, you know, I think that's obviously going to be Anna Samova, but even then, that's a match she should win. This does feel like a tournament that Pliska wins, but I really wish she wasn't the favorite. Spread, anything more to add? Um, yeah, two things. So, I didn't explain it perfectly well on the chalk. So, the old school bookies, they would write, like, let's say Florida State was playing Florida. They, would, they wouldn't write both teams' names. They would just write Florida State minus seven. And you just had to know who the underdog was. That's why I would say you were taking chalk. So hopefully that makes a little more sense. That's a great clarification. Yeah. And so that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jorge, how offended you are that, 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 you know, spread chose Florida versus Florida State and made Florida, I think, you know, spread, you made Florida a seven point favorite in an arbitrary fantasy football (laughs) game? Jorge, (laughs) what do you have to say to our California podcast member about that, you know, hypothetical scenario? Hell, can't blame him this year. We suck. <laughs> That's right, folks. Jorge, um, despite being in Canada, big college football fan, big Florida State I, fan. Very sad this year. Families ahead, in Florida. Spread. Families in Florida. Got That's true. Jorge will be the governor of Florida someday, folks. Write that down. <laughs> spread, anything to add? Yeah, I was going to say, while we were uh, also doing this, I put $1 on Yafan Wang to win $300 to win this tournament from that quarter. Love She's it. plus 30000 all right, gentlemen, I don't think that I have anything else from the fourth quarter. And frankly, I keep looking through this. I don't know if I have an outright. I might talk myself into some Sabalanka, um, you know, just based on love here. You know, Jorge, did you actually place any outrights in this event? Yeah, I do like Halep, uh, and I do like Kyung Wong Small. Spread, anything that you actually placed some wagers on? Yep, I put uh, Keon Wang, a full unit, and I did uh, $1 on your fun Wang. Ooh, I might have to net worth consensus curse <laughs> Keon Wang. But no, don't do it. All right, you guys ready for some first-round matchups? We're going to lose the buy now. All right, let me pull these up here at Bet365. But we've got some first-round matchups here in Wuhan... Oh, I wish I was better at figuring this out. Watch the qualifications. That's, that's right. I'm going to try to skip the qualifiers. Oh, shoot. We only have qualifying matches. Do you guys actually to, ha- have any first round yeah, prizes? That's go right. to Odds Portal. That's true. You'll see them. All right. Well, uh, just uh, does anybody have any background music they can play while I do this? <laughs> well, the first one, I can intro uh, the first one on the list yeah. here, is uh, Vika Azarenka versus Donna Vekic. Uh, Vekic at the 12 offshores that they kind of aggregate is an average of minus 140 Azarenka at plus 117 on average um, best prices would be for my books plus 124 on Azarenka and minus 130 on uh, Vekic that's Unibet for Vekic at minus 130 and Pinnacle uh, plus 124 on Azarenka um, so Canadians you can those whoever you like those are your two best options uh, on either side um, anything, uh, I'll try and channel my inner noopsy here. Anything, uh, stand out to you here, Spread? <laughs> yeah, I like Donna here. I'm seeing minus two and a half there. Um, I like that better than laying the minus 145. I'm seeing minus two and a half at, uh, minus 110 juice right there. So that would be my look for this match. It's 145 down in the States, eh? I got one. I just pulled up five dimes, so it might not be the best. I didn't shop all three books. I just got uh, dimes up. 
Let me see if I can see what the odds are at Bookmaker. It looks like Odds Portal has Vekic at minus 141. Ugh, I would love to bet Vekic. I love her game. I, I love all of her stats, but she's just a constant disappointment. And I'm just, honestly, I'm just bad at handicapping as Aranka. She just, there's something she does that I don't understand how to evaluate at plus 117. Probably being a I'm mother. I'm honestly inclined. Uh, uh, is she a mother? Yeah. She. Uh, that's interesting. Little Leo? That's oh, gosh, yeah. Because you that's know, why so, she missed so much time. She had all the custody problems. Well, she, she wouldn't leave the states. Well, she doesn't yeah. talk about it in every interview, and I assume since Serena Williams talks about it every Does, single yeah. chance she, she can get, <laughs> that Azarenka would too. That's very strange. Are you saying that Azarenka isn't as, you know, as good of a mom as, <laughs> no, as she Serena posts, Williams is? Oh, she posts a ton of pictures on the on on Instagram and Twitter with uh, with her kid. They let you know. They let you know when their mother's playing on tour. You know, good for them. It's. That, that sure as hell ain't easy to have a kid and then be a professional athlete. I'll get, yeah. I'll give them that. They don't, they overdo it, but you know they have the right to uh, to at least mention it, you know, a bunch. And not to break down the fourth wall here a little bit, folks, but you know we we appreciate mothers. We've all had fantastic mothers. We love our mothers. They're incredible people. But it may slightly annoy the three of us that every time Serena Williams gets in front of anybody with a microphone, she happens to mention her child and or the fact that she's a mother. I don't know, spread or Jorge, if that annoys you as much as it annoys me. But I think you're annoyed by it, though, the most. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> Either way, honestly, at this point, I'm most annoyed with Donna Vekic. I love Donna okay. Vekic's game. <laughs> I think that she's really great. I wish that you know, she could put all this together at some point and win a tournament. Um, but I can't possibly bet on her in this scenario, or even as Arenka. This is such a good line. This is going to be a great match, and, and maybe I'll look at it over here. I wish I could bet on the fact that there would be a three-set you know, under, um, but I don't think I'll get a chance at that. Um, Jorge, do you have any angles here? Uh, nope. <laughs> Anything to add besides your nope? Any, any general breakdown? Do you like anybody? You know, it is a I, podcast, I... and the people are interested in what you think. <laughs> Uh, honestly, it's not really. I just uh, it just seems lined right to me. It really does. It's going to be a fun. I agree match. with the books. You know, I hate agreeing with them, but it's apparently not that hard for you to say. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not. What? Oh gosh, I'm losing. I'm losing my words. Oh, here. it's okay. It's they're, okay. They're we not can... wrong. Uh, you know, they're they're right more often than they're wrong. Sorry, because they take their damn, you know, ten cents. 15 cents or in bet three six five seventy cents off every damn dollar in vig <laughs> god damn efficient market Buzkova plus 167 machova again please for the love of god <laughs> if you have any idea how to say that let us know we would really appreciate that um i would love to bet Buzkova as a dog here but she totally shafted me the other day by no showing against blinkova um, Jorge, do you have any thoughts on this match? Oh boy, this seems like such a nice spot for uh, a nice fatigue fade with a, a quality hardcore player. A plus 165. I've held off. I like some other spots better, both in ATP and WTA, so I didn't. I don't see a, enough of an edge here to uh, to justify it. I would not be surprised if she won, and I've done one of those where I've I've picked a lot of dogs the last few days, and a lot of them have, you know, gone three sets or lost, you know, seven five seven six in straights um you know had a break lead in a set and then lot you know set points and lost 
And then, you know, the other dogs that I liked but didn't play all one, I have a feeling this will be another one of those freaking matches where I'm going to pass on it, and then she's going to end up winning as, like, a plus 170 dog. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, this one's tough. I'm going to stay away from it, too. All right. I don't really have a good angle on it. And what has to be one of the hardest matches to handicap for anybody, let alone the odds makers, Daria Kasatkina is going to play Caroline Garcia. Do you think this is a hard one? Yeah, I yes. do. They've both been terrible. They're terrible. How can I Garcia bet both of these people to lose? Has there ever been a double retirement? I mean, that's what signs of life has Garcia shown? Spread. That's defend late. yourself. I'm just saying she's looked worse than Kasakina. Oh, you think Garcia's looked worse than Kasakina? I mean, Kasakina's looked worse than Garcia. Uh, all right. Do you have any? Again, defend that yeah, opinion. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm looking up these matches to try and. Uh, <laughs> Actually, bad. Yeah. When so you lose, Kasakina has beaten uh, Kerber and Stritzova this summer, and Garcia has beaten Martin Kova <laughs> and uh, Miss Pliskova's sister. When you Lautner, wow. When you lose three and three to Yelena Ostapenko, like you can't cover a five and a half game spread against Yelena Ostapenko. Holy. Jumping, you suck! Like, yeah, no, there's, there's no way you can bet this match. Like, how on earth does anyone in the world find an edge on a match between two players who have been absolute trash all year? Like, if you find, if you're on Twitter and like gambling Twitter, and someone posts a play for this match and they're on the right side of it and they celebrate it with one of those like B O O O O O O O O O M. You know, bomb emoji, exclamation mark. <laughs> Fucking block that person instantly. Like, if you're betting this match and then celebrating a win because you think you had a read on it, you do not know what the hell you're doing in tennis <laughs> handicapping. Red fucking flag. Sorry, I just dropped the F-bomb twice. I try not to. It's a like, <laughs> I agree with you, Jorge. This I think, honestly, if, you're, if you have an angle in this match, there's one phone number you need to call. 1-800-GAMBLING or <laughs> 1-800-BETTER. Like, you need I, help. I'm almost you need feeling some like you serious help. Just, just from watching it, it just seems Cossack Keen has been, been just so much less better. effective. Yeah, for, for at least oh. two seconds, we forget you have a cat named after Daria Cossack Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mess. Can I, I just also? Get her. It's out for, she's out pretty late tonight. Can I also point out that like this is an eighteen or yeah eighteen plus podcast anyway? It's about gambling. Yeah. Why have I been censoring myself for a freaking year trying to make it like so it's like not in the explicit category, bro? It's about gambling. This is eighteen plus anyway. Fuck it. I'm be swearing all up and down this podcast from now on. Here I was we go. wondering why it took you so long for for you to realize you weren't in that Canadian dentist podcast anymore. <laughs> but you know, just a light throw. All right, let's move forward here. Madison Keys hypothetically. Right, I'm, I'm gonna bet on Dasha and hit a boom just for Jorge. <laughs> You better tag both of us right. when that wins or loses or, or whatever that hat does. Because honestly, it's not like Corey and I have no idea what's going to happen. Cat. I'll just put a picture of my little cat. Love it. And when we can't figure out a time to, for the next podcast because Spread gets booted out of the group when I block his ass. <laughs> Blame him. All right, we got to focus. We got to focus right. here. It's tomorrow in my world. It's like twelve yeah, twenty the next day. All right. All right. Madison Keys hypothetically playing this match. She's minus two oh eight against Camilla Georgie, plus one sixty eight. Coming off a long week, again, uh, you know, I hate to transition from another stay away to another stay away, but 
a lot of very curious factors spread. Do you have any angle here? Yeah, you might as well stay away. I don't think Georgie will even play this. What do you think, Jorge? I I wanted to hit Keys minus four and a half, but fuck. Can you really ever hit Madison Keys minus four and a half games against anyone? Like this this is a woman who can lose sets to Tatiana Maria, so I ended up passing. I think it's a stay away. <laughs> Like she can, she can roll a set six two, and then she'll lose the next next one three six, and then she'll win seven six. And you're like, I had a six two first set. You're pounding the ball, you're hitting well, you're hitting clean. Then you sat down for five freaking minutes and lost all of it. Like she just drives me nuts. I can't, I can't pass that key number of four um, and back her on four and a half against Georgia. I need that to be three and a half, and then I'd, I'd probably go from not betting it to going to a, like a unit and a half. Um, and four might be like a smaller, a small point, you know, half unit wager. But four and a half is just, that's crossing the line. All right, Jorge, since you're hot, Petra Martic here, minus 256 <laughs> against Kiki Moldenovich, who I think was a pretty good fade last year. But I'm curious about this price. Jorge, what do you think? Any value in Martic or Moldenovich? This is uh, an overreaction to their last match. I took Kiki in it, and she was absolutely swatted off the court by Mardich. Um And, you know, I'm not huge on head-to-heads, like, in a whole, but if they played that a week ago or two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and one player dominated the other, it's like, I, I'm kind of... I will get scared off betting Mladenovic. I certainly won't bet Mardich at over minus 200. There's not a chance I'll bet Mardich here. Um, because Kiki can redline, you'd have to play the spread or parlay it. And I think Kiki's capable of winning this match, especially... Um, the way she's been starting to put like two matches together here and there, uh, I think she could um, come through here. I just don't know if it's greater than thirty percent chance, or you know, really thirty-five, forty percent chance that you would need in order to not only beat the implied probabilities but also the vig. Um, so I'm going to pass on uh, on this match. Spread anything to add? Yeah, I'm not going to play it. But if I were like you know, you gave me money, said free bet, but you can only bet this match. I'd probably take Kiki plus the games. I think she's going to be able to keep it closer. I don't think she'll get blown off the court two weeks in a row. I think I'm going to talk myself into sprinkling the money line. But let's jump to the next match. Spread, Kennan, Pavlyuchenkova. Unfortunately, both coming off long weeks, but hopefully is a fun match. Pavlyuchenkova plus 181. Kennan minus 222. Spread, what do you think? Uh, no, I mean, I'm not going to even get close to it. We don't even know how much longer she's going to be playing, so... No, I'm not touching that one. I unfortunately think that's the angle. Jorge, do you disagree at all? Um, God, I, I really, I think that I really want to bet Kennan here. I think she's the better player. I think Pabs really hasn't shown as much outside of this week. Um, I think that of the two players, the player with the fitness that could easily, you know, that would it would take three or four matches before you'd start to see that fatigue fade come in. Um, it will be Kennan much more so than Pavlyuchenko. But Pavlyuchenko is probably one who's more likely to fade in her first or second match coming off a long week than Kennan is. So uh, everything points to Kennan. I just at over minus two hundred. It's just you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go. And the one point I think that's a factor on the fatigue too is that Pavlyuchenko is closer to her home time zone, while Kennan is playing a lot of matches while probably adjusting to. Yeah, yeah, but she's she's been playing too. in Asia all week, and she's been doing well. So I think she's she's climbing. Yeah, but that can now, that can sure. be that can be cumulative though. So, like I said, I'm not touching it, but that'd just be like another thing I'd be worried about. 
It's a tough spot. Both coming off long weeks, and again, this is kind of a funky part of the season. The next match, we've got Pagula, minus 106. Herzog, minus 114. I think I like Pagula here on the hard courts or in the Asian swing. I know. You, I knew you would say that. I know yeah, you knew I, I would say, say that. that I, I knew you oh, would say go, that. Okay, all right. Go ahead. Who wants to go first, then? Who likes uh, Herzog just, so much? I'll let, I think that I'm on the same side as Jorge, and he'll probably explain it better, so I'm going to say I, I, I lean Herzog here. What do you Boo. think? Uh, I, I No, I completely agree. I was Boo. originally going to lean Pagula because we listened to Noops talk Boo. week after week about her numbers on hard courts. How many main draw wins on an outdoor hard court at WTA level does Jesse Pagula have this year? That's a great question. I wish I was prepared to answer it. Let me I'm pull guessing seven. Her result One. here. One. Uh, Cincinnati. Should have known it was a trick. Yes. No, she lost the first round of Cincinnati. She made the finals in Washington. Does that count? Uh, Sorry, I, I should have. Yes, I should have. I should have prefaced that by saying outside of Washington, where she had a run. She made the I was looking at so my there. seven. Was a lot my bad. My yes, seven was your seven was there. Hey, she made the uh, second round of Prague. That's <laughs> and the that's second uh, round Indian Wells, the real Indian Wells, not the fake Indian Wells. Dude, Prague is on clay, man. But Damn outside man. of her, her one run in Washington, which has kind of deflated her prices all summer long, um, she's won one other match on hard courts. That was against Zarina Diaz, who she then lost to twice in Cincinnati this summer. Hey, she so made like, the semifinals in Houston. That's on hard court. That's that's last year, dude. Yeah, November. That sort of counts. That's 2018. <laughs> Look, I'm reaching. All right. You're, hey, she you're won the totally tournament at Newport yeah. Beach in January. That that's was, a challenger. That was nine... Is it? <laughs> Stop it. That's a challenger, oh, man. Oh man. Oh god. <laughs> dude, she didn't win it. She lost to Andreescu in the final. By the way, I don't appreciate um, this. A gross attack. Anyway, <laughs> I I leaned Pagula at first, and then by the time I had finished doing my handicapping, I was like. Holy crap! Is there some value on Polona Herzog? And so I left it. I'm not gonna bet it because, like, I'm not gonna go against my initial read, and I'm not gonna let you know Herzog having like three extra match wins like sway me to betting her. But like, look at what Washington did to her prices. It made her a favorite against Buzarnescu, who she she did beat, but like over minus two hundred. It made her a favorite against Diaz. She lost. It made her a favorite against Cornet. She lost. Made her a huge favorite against Bonaventure. She lost. She's won one hard court match outside of Washington on the WTA tour in a main draw all season, and she's a you know minus one eighty, minus two twenty, you know minus one eighty again. How on earth does one one tournament where you beat the likes of you know Lauren Davis, you know the Mercurial Camilla Georgie. Uh, the struggling Igas Fiatek, the Mercurial Katarina Sinyakova, like you can, all those wins, some of them look nice, but like you can understand why a lot of those would happen. Maybe it's not just her playing well. It could also be the fact that some of the players she plays against are, you know, super streaky. Um, and it's just completely deflated her prices. I don't think you're going to see value on Pagula for the rest of this entire season. Ugh, and can we so point sad. out that the players that uh, Jorge terms as Mercurial have the best Instagrams? I don't think that's coincidental, spread. Do you? <laughs> Correlation, <don't> causation, <laughs> something like that. We'll have somebody run a study on that. We'll, we'll, we'll reach out to our intern and see if they can figure that out. But God right. damn it, Jorge, I can't believe how well you know me at this point. I mean, Pagula's hold break on hardcore. Oh my God, it's so good. 
Her hold is 69.6%. Her break is 41.6%. That's like well over 110% hold break. I I do like, while I love numbers and I do use them in my hand, I think you have to be able to look at the context of it. So much of that is going to come from a 6-2-6-2 win over Georgie. It's going to come from a 6-2-7-6 over Davis, a 6-4-6-3. So much that was built in one week. Right. She, then she's lost six two six three to Cornet, and then five seven six two six four to Bonaventure. I mean, you know, your big, your one week where you have a, a ton of lopsided sets. She won third set six one against Kalinskaya. Third set six one against Sviatek, both of whom were fatiguing. You know, th- those. That's an eight, what is that? Six out of seven games. You're, you're, you're padding your stats there. So I, I do think you need to look at the the greater body of work. Um, if you can exclude challengers from that, you take out four straight sets wins in Newport Beach. You take out a 6-3, 6-love uh, win in Indian Wells. You know, you take out the qualies matches, 6-3, 6-love, 7-5, 6-love. You're taking out um, a lot of bagel and breadstick lopsided sets when you yes. remove a lot of qualification wins. So I think contextually speaking... I just I don't think those numbers are necessarily representative of her as a, a player on the whole right now on outdoor hard courts. Spread, are you as happy am I to hear Jorge say bagel? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm so conditioned to it right now, I didn't even notice. All right, I'll pass. God damn it, I want to bet Pagula, but <laughs> let's jump to another match. Watch I really bet want to Pagula bet. Hit us with the boom. Yeah. I know better than that. <laughs> Let's move to the next match that I really want to bet. Shui Peng, Peng Shui, I apologize again for my inability to pronounce names correctly, is playing Garbina, Muguruza, Muguruza minus 179, Peng plus 146. Damn, I love the underdog again here. Jorge, what do you think? Oh, I, <laughs> this is another pass for me. The first time I look at it, I'm like, ooh, Opposing Muguruza with nearly plus 150. But then I see Muguruza against like an older player who, although they are starting to find form, that's what pushed me off ultimately. But I'm getting like cheaper than minus 200. With Garbinia Muguruza against Peng Shui seems like a damn good deal. But once, you know, Peng's starting to find some form, Muguruza really isn't. So um, the problem for me is I, I, I won't handicap on form alone. And so I think this is probably lined about right. I think Muguruza has to be the favorite here. Just has to be uh, based on the two games, but the the consistency issue completely um, makes this a sensible line for me. Now, Jorge, I'm a little disappointed because you're my go-to from a name perspective. It can't possibly be Pung. I've heard, yeah, that's what I've heard throughout the years. Honestly. Really? Yeah, Pung Shui. Oh man, spread. What do you think? I like Pung Shui here. Garbine hasn't won since Damn, he said Pung too. the French Open. Well, I just copied you guys. I, I would, if you would have asked me earlier, I would have said Peng. So, I mean, I'm just... I could be totally Please, wrong. Please, for the late. love of God, help us. If you're listening and you know how these names are actually pronounced, we'd love to actually get these right. It'd be great. And the thing is, when you watch them on TV, depending on where the announcer's from, they'd announce them, they, they pronounce them differently. So That's the problem. It's not like we get used to hearing like the proper way over and over again. All right, Sabalenka minus 300 against Sasnovich, relatively close to plus 240 at this point. I think I have to pass on all this. What do you think, Spread? Well, they've never played each other head-to-head. I didn't know that. I, th- I was thinking that we they'd played a match before. Well, I know Jorge loves head-to-head. What do you think? 
Jorge, Jorge, Jorge. No, Jorge. Yeah, I don't, you, know I don't really have a lot. Sorry. I don't really have a that lot to say about transition. this match. That was a bad transition. Yeah, Jorge, <laughs> I don't really have a lot to say about this specifically match. Specifically, you, the, our the Canadian correspondent that very clearly hates head to head. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> I do despise head to head. I, I agree with that. Yeah. But, but nothing else to add. I mean, no other comments. Nothing. That's really it. No, it's a pass. Uh, I like I mentioned earlier. I'm just <sighs> not that into the match. Siniakova, <sighs> a dog. I love Siniakova as a dog. Plus one seventy five against Mertens. Mertens minus two twenty seven on bet three six five. Jorge, what do you think about the dog? What do you think about this match in oh. general? Another one where like those I like I love my fatigue phase. My followers know I love my fatigue phase. I just I just I can't if it was someone that had a little bit more consistency to the game, I would totally be on Sinyakova. Uh, 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 sorry, fading Mertens here at, like with a plus one eighty uh, dog with someone of Sinyakova's caliber. Um, the problem for me is Mertens is a very strong defensive player, a, a good ball retriever. Uh, she can play from both wings. She can play at the net that comes from her double success. She's a very solid player, and she's the kind that can really trouble Sinyakova, who goes through like you know huge periods of not being able to find the court. And I just think there's going to be a better spot, perhaps in the next round. Mertens, if she wins, um, you know, uh, she, she's not going to withdraw. But I think we'll be able to go one or two matches before that fatigue really sets in. So there'll be a, a better spot down the road to fade her. What do you think, Spread? I'm rooting for Siniakova, but I can't put money on her. I don't see any I don't see anything that would justify you thinking that she's gonna beat her here other than just you sense that this will be the day that she redlines, because that's pretty much her path to victory, right? She plays her best, redlines, can't miss a shot, plays the potential that we've seen so many times. But how can you predict when when or when it is not gonna happen, especially in a first round match? So I'm not standing away from this one for sure. I might talk myself into Cindy Akova. Merton's coming off a long week here, um, but not feeling great about it. We'll see. Moving forward, Stoser and Anna Samova here. Stoser off a long week. Anna Samova, her first match um, since her un- the unfortunate death of her father. Of course, we feel terrible about that. Um, but are definitely, I, I, you know, personally, I'm concerned about Anna Samova here. I, I don't know what she's going to look like playing tennis for the first time. And, you know, again, Stoser off a long week spread. What do you think? complete stay away for the reasons you mentioned it's going to be hard for you to really get like an accurate handicap of how Anna Smova is mentally going into this match uh, Stozer with the fatigue is another one that's hard to throw in so uh, yeah complete stay away for me anything to add Jorge um, I would I would watch this live if you can depending on the order of play uh, might be 4 o'clock in the morning might not be able to uh, spread might be able to if he's up at one in the on the Pacific Coast. Yeah. But if this is like first match on court, uh, and it starts like ten or eleven p.m. or maybe it's midnight. I don't know what time they'll start uh, in our time zone. I would watch four or five games. If she looks good, but she's just struggling, you know, to find the court on return a little bit, uh, and it gets to like three all, I'd bet her live spread. Um, I cannot. I, I I just think it should be an auto fade. A thirty-five year old coming off. You know, a finals appearance one week, um, going to a Premier Five the next. Yeah, I think that's an auto fade in any other spot than Anisimova playing her first match back. You don't know um, where the headspace is at. We haven't seen much about, you know, or talk about it. So uh, you can't really, from a handicapping perspective, and this seems really like almost ruthless talking about uh, as a handicap angle. And it's like, ugh, um, I feel you know dirty even talking about it, but. 
like you don't know if that's going to push her harder or if it's going to you know still be lingering on her mind you don't know um so i'd watch i think this is a, a good spot to bet live if she looks like she's like she's in good form she's serving well but has to um you know has to work her way into return games you might find that spread go from four and a half uh, down to like you know three and a half if it gets to three three or, or four four in the first set, uh, then I try and hit something live. Jorge, I really appreciate that objective analysis. I know that that, that can be tough handicapping tennis. You know, again, it, tennis is tough. It's a sport that's absolutely individual, player specific, and something truly terrible happened to Manus and Asimova. I, I can't personally imagine how I would feel or how I'd be able to perform after my father passed away. You know, as a teenager too, like that's exactly yeah. that. That's an unbelievably tough spot to be in. Um, God bless her for trying to come out and play this tournament and try to be strong, but uh, this is an absolutely fantastic spot to stay away. You know, again, we're focused on the handicapping angle, and I just want to make sure that all you guys know that all three of us are incredibly sympathetic to her situation. Yeah. So, you know, let's move forward to the next match where I know Jorge likes the underdog here. Not to give away one of his his picks is uh, you know. His VIP has been incredible this year. Jorge, how many units are you up by now? Um, well, right now, you know, to be open and honest, uh, September has not been fun. A lot of close losses. I like to play a lot of dogs, and, you know, when the faves go on a run, it hurts me. Um, so this month down about seven units, I think, entering the day. Um, overall in the season, somehow um, 171 up. Yeah. In, uh, Wait, hold yeah. on. All right. Stop it. Stop trying to be modest. Somehow up 171. Yeah. It's it's been a great year. So um, so, I, so your followers have taken their bankroll and, and multiplied it by 1.7. Well, not everyone's been Somehow. around for the full season. Um, anyone since January, anyone who's been on since like February is up even more because January was my worst month of the year. It's like minus 48 by the end of the month. I think um, lost a lot of money. Um, but I've built it back, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Well, I'm good. Yeah, it's, it's been, it was a great five months uh, heading into this month. This month has been a little rocky, can't lie, can't, got to be transparent. Um, the, it's pinned in both of my, both of my bios. Like, if you're looking for the record, if anyone wants to, like, try and get pissy with me, like, oh my god, he's a town, he doesn't recap or whatever, I update literally after matches are done sometimes and I'm watching live, I will put them instantly into my record, which is uh, not pinned, it's uh, in my bio, both my VIP and my regular profiles. Uh, recaps are done there at the end of every day, if not like during the day as matches end. Um, it's updated live, so uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a great year. I just wanted to take a chance to, to laud that kind of performance. It's hard to be that good at, at betting anything three years in a row. You know, let alone as, as good as you've been. Again, plus 170 units to anybody who's well. This is this easily, this is easily the the best year by far. I haven't, I've never done this before, so it's not like I've done this every year. But uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a nice year, and I think I really found uh, the the right balance of you know the inputs into uh, into what matters in, in handicapping tennis. Takes a while, right? It's not, you're not do it in, in two weeks. Absolutely not. But Sometimes again, it takes folks, a few years to build. Realize how much he's tried to back away from this. It's an incredibly impressive performance. And to hang him out to dry a little bit more, I'm pretty sure you like Wang in this match against Stritzova, Jorge. Yes, I do. I think this is criminal. Um, I don't. It, it, it was plus 181 earlier. I, 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 I like. I'm almost a loss for Ji Wang is one of the. <laughs> The better, yeah, that doesn't happen to me often. Yeah. <laughs> One of the better young prospects in tennis, loves hard court, she's playing at home, 
uh, with a wild card. Barbara Streetchka was 5 and 11 on hard courts outdoors this year. She was 11 and 13 last year. That's 16 and 24. Um, I don't know if she played any of those exhibitions or like, you know, Bundesliga tournaments. Cause I haven't looked through and subtracted those yet. I'm just looking right at Explorers records. But either way, uh, I don't think any of those are on hard courts. She has not been good on outdoor hard courts. How on earth you justify uh, making her a huge favorite? Uh, against one of the better young uh, hardcourt players coming up on tour. I don't know. Maybe it's because Zhiyu lost to Zavatska last week. That was really disappointing. I was on her there with her, uh, played her game spread, and she was up, you know, 5-2 in the first. Uh, a singular break, but it still would have been a nice three-game win, and she closed it out, lost, or needed a, a tie break to win it, then collapsed. Um Perhaps it's the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of main draw success to draw from um, for her. But it's not like Strichkova is a typical Premier 5 main draw opponent, if you know what I mean. She's a lot more like the the players that you'd seen qualifying at the tournaments that she's been doing well in, in qualifying. So I'm more than happy to back her. I think she's easily got a 50 to 55% chance to win this. And I think the implied... Uh, probabilities were down in the 40% range so it's that's a massive edge and it's 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 more than def more than it's certainly a play I love that I love that look a lot you know if I'm making lines for this match it's pretty much even up you know at, at plus 160 we're looking at a 38% chance to win that match and that's that looks wrong to me I, I see this is pretty even up spread what do you think uh, I don't want to just repeat what you guys said because I agree with you guys. So, a uh, quick question. Ziyu Wong's ceiling, what do you guys see it at? She's only 18 right now. You know, I don't know if I see her as a top 10 player. I know that's one of the things I like to ask. I could see her maybe top 50 is kind of what I think. Maybe top, top 50 25. Is what I thought, too. What do you think, Jorge? If she wins a couple Asian swing events. but oh, more than More than top 50. It's top 25, really? I think. Ceiling? Ceiling? Yeah. 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 No, like 50s, like 45 is not her ceiling. Okay. I'm not saying she will get higher. I'm just saying that she, there's the potential to get higher for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think she's an interesting prospect. I think there's a lot of interesting prospects coming out of China, and I think that uh, they're going to do really well here on the tour here in the next three to four years. They have a, that three or four young women that are between the 17 and 21 year old range that are just all fantastic and have a lot of room to improve. And I see her as one of them spread. we got Yastrzemska minus 133, Tom Lijanovic plus 110. What do you like there? Yastrzemska the matches are so hard to t uh, cap in the first round because you don't know which one you're going to get. So, I mean, I'm not betting it for sure. If I had to pick, I'd, I'll take Yastrzemska, but um, I'm not really excited about about doing that at this point. What do you guys think? Yeah, to mirror your thoughts, if Yastrzemska's playing her best, I like her here, but it's so hard to tell. She's she's kind of had a rough season. Jorge, what do you think? Yeah, it's isn't it funny how we, we've talked about this almost weekly now that Yastrzemska has won two, won two tournaments, I think, but those were, again, two of the worst fields uh, out there, right? One the week before a slam, and the other one was Wall Win, where I think once uh, uh, Garbina bowed out early, there was really no one there. Um, so the yeah, rest of the year, bro. she just hasn't been very good. She did all right in Hobart, quarterfinal there. Uh, the Aussie Open reached the third round. You know, the early season treated her well. 
but then she went on a huge losing streak, came out of nowhere to win Strasbourg, lost two, two in a row again, you know, made fourth round at Wimbledon, a um, couple wins in Toronto, you know, it, her summer's not been terrible, um, but because she, she did all right early and she won two tournaments this year and her ranking jumped up enough, now she's playing bigger events and now, you know, you're getting Conta in the first round and losing on grass. You're getting Kennan in the third round of Toronto when you're losing. You're getting Svitolina in the third round of the Grand Slam uh, US Open you're losing. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting those better players now uh, earlier because you're not playing internationals where you're the second seed and won't play the best player till the end. And I think that she's going to have to learn how to get through those growing pains. Um, but I think in this spot, she's not necessarily playing one of those top, you know, better players. She's... Lost this summer to Kenan Kuznetsova, who had a, you know, out of nowhere uh, run, I believe, in uh, in Cincinnati. Yep. Svitolina and Pavlyuchenkova, who's now, who's had a great week in Osaka. So, you know, perhaps the fact, you know, again, apply some context to who she's lost to. And you may see a little bit of value in that number um, against uh, Tomjanovic here. Yeah, I, I would love to think that, but it seems like a great pass spot. Spread, what do you think of Collins' Venus Williams? I have a feeling who uh, Jorge's going to bet against. But we'll start with you, Spread. Yeah, I mean, I think Collins is a look here. I mean, I don't really have even much to say about it. You know, we we know about Venus's shortcomings movements. We know that Collins moves well, fights hard. I just, uh, you know... I don't see any reason to get behind Venus here. I'm definitely not going to put money against her, though, because that's been a losing proposition this year. What do you think, Jorge? You getting you getting up to bat? You, you swinging on Collins? You had two hours and 31 minutes today to bet Danielle Collins from a range of even money to plus 122. Ooh. If you did not take one of those numbers, and <laughs> if you saw that number Ooh, and did not take it sauce. when it was out... You you may not as you just stop listening to this podcast because you're not listening to me. If you're seeing plus money on quick courts with a player like Collins, who by the way is not afraid to play fucking anyone. Screw it, this isn't censored anymore. She's not afraid to play to play fucking anyone. She doesn't care if she's playing Venus Williams. She's not going to hit it up the damn center of the court. She knows what she's going to do. She hits the ball hard. She's not going to be powered overpowered by her. The quick courts aren't. She's not going to dislike them. I don't care about her form. Venus sucks. Venus's form also sucks, except when players give her wins. Um, so I saw her plus 114, and as I was typing it up, it jumped to plus 122. And that lasted about 15 minutes. So I got her plus 122, and I hammered it for uh, over a unit, I'll say. Um, yeah, if you're not betting, it's now way down. Um, she's now a huge favorite. I've got about 38 cents of CLV on that. Wow. Uh, she's minus 105 at Unibet you can still get, but at Pinnacle, where I bet her at plus 122... Um, she's net plus 122. She's now down to minus 115, 18, 119 um, at Pinnacle. So, yeah, that that price is kind of uh, kind of collapsed. You, again, you can get her at minus 105 at Unibet. I still see value at minus 105 against Venus. I do. Uh, this is I I hate Venus Williams from a betting perspective, and I will never not take a chance to bet against her with plus money. And a half-decent player. Well, Spread, I guess it's time for, for me, possibly you, to quit the pod. Um, I miss Collins to <laughs> yeah. the plus number. But I love that analysis. I really do. There's no reason that Venus Williams should be favored over anyone at this point. Except for that we, we've been in these spots earlier, and these players have been hitting right down the middle at her. Uh, 
Right. And Collins won't do it. Collins is not intimidated by anyone. I think she gets louder and screams more and says, come on more, the bigger the profile of her opponent. <laughs> all right, Spread. Like, you know what I mean? Spread, I don't know if you have all your books pulled up. Do, do you have Collins still a plus money, or do you have to lay the juice at this point? Uh, let me look. I have five dimes, but it logged me out. I was messing around on Flashcore just looking at him. You know what's funny is Collins actually made her name uh, beating Venus in Indian Wells um, last year, I think. Let me pull that was that one of like, the... First, the first wins that got her on the map. Yeah, I think you know, based on some of the prices I'm seeing here at Odds Portal, um, you know, obviously American books are really tough. From I, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a price for that match on five dimes. Well, that's disappointing. Um, but yeah. you know, based on the American books, my guess is we're going to see her at minus money. Yeah, Collins beat Williams last year. That's a great call spread in Miami. Um, actually, no, Miami, my bad. Yeah, Miami, 6-2-6-3. Smoked her. Um, but, yeah, if, if there's any chance that we we get to take Collins a plus money, I love that. I think it's a great look. Wozniacki, minus 145. Shea, plus one tonny. Spread, what do you think? One tonny, yeah. Yeah, 120. What did I just say? <laughs> one tonny. 120. <laughs> Spread. <laughs> What do you think? What's up? What time it is for you guys over there on the East Coast? Oh, huh? we're getting close Almost to one, one in the morning. Yeah, I've been doing um, my best. Gosh, I you know like we have you players that you have your weaknesses on. Shea's one of mine. I like Wozniacki here, but um, gosh, I, I tend to underrate Shea dramatically, so I'm staying away from it. What do you think, Jorge? I kind of like I, Shea. You know, Shea hasn't looked great of late. Um, and I, I don't think Wozniacki is someone who makes enough errors to really uh, succumb to that kind of opponent style. I'm gonna I, I pass here. Um, if I got like 1.8, um, I'm trying to figure out what the numbers are for Americans. Uh, I guess 1.8 is about minus 120. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one, 125. I think uh, if I could get like minus 120, like 1.83. Uh, I'd probably take Wozniacki right now. There's nothing close to that. Like I'm seeing 174 at Bet Hard is the highest. That's about minus 135. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say that's about right. I think that she should probably be like minus 140, minus 145. But like that's only a few cents of value. That's only like four or five cents of value, and that's not enough to to justify a bet. So I'm gonna pass here. But if I could get like 183, 180 even, I'd probably be intrigued. Yeah, if I could get. Uh, uh, spreads that you know on lines that don't exist that would be great. Jorge, what do you uh, yeah. spread? What do you think? I, I like Wozniacki here, but minus one forty-five probably is a little bit too expensive. All right, one last match, and this makes me really sad. Sloane Stevens is a dog to Schweizang. I don't uh. even know how to feel about it at this point. You know, Jorge, I know that you know we spent a lot of the podcasts, you know, kind of comically shading Americans, but. Sloan Stevens is a dog to Schweizang. Uh, in China. How do you feel about Let's that? Point Jorge? that out. Uh, I just want, I want to start with the Canadian here, you know, so we can okay. maybe get an opinion of that American bias, but that makes me incredibly sad. Jorge, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think that, God, if there's value, it's on Stevens, but you couldn't pay me. I wouldn't. If you, you know, if I use your money, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet Ugh. Sloane Stevens right now. Like, if I was free rolling it, I wouldn't use Sloane Stevens. I wish I could bet cry Stevens. Like, she's. 
Well, obviously that's a lie. If I was free rolling, I'm take free money. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, I I'm not putting any money on Sloane Stevens at all. It's disappointing. I got caught in that trap earlier this week with Ostapenko. I bet Ostapenko at plus money against Babosh. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, as bad as she is and as streaky as she is, plus money against Tamea Babosh. That has to be a play, right? <laughs> yeah, right. That's a great example. 13 double faults later. <laughs> it is. That's, I, I like that awful. example. That's so good. I mean, you know, there's these players we have these names for, and I know that it makes me sad to see Sloane Stevens' dog to Zang, but honestly, I can't justify any other price. Spread, do you, have, do you have anything to say here? I mean, god damn it. It's sad to see Sloane Stevens, who, you know, a Grand Slam winner when the U.S. Open was... You know, two years ago, one of the most talented tennis players on tour. She's a dog. Well, it makes sense. She's only won one match since Wimbledon. She beat Poots in uh, in Cincinnati, and that's it. So, she's never traditionally traveled well. And, you know, I don't see any reason why you'd expect to... I mean, if she did win, we wouldn't be that surprised. But, I mean, we're not running to, to back her here. I think the odds makers did a good job in this match. I think they did too, unfortunately. Gentlemen, yeah. anything else to add before we wrap it up? Yes. Uh, fear not, Noops. Your uh, pick, despite the overwhelming head-to-head evidence to the contrary, uh, Naomi Osaka's got two match points right now, and Putin Seva just took an in-game medical timeout to wrap did her she? ankle. While she's serving at four six four five fifteen fucking forty, <laughs> that is such a poots thing to do. She's like facing double match point. My ankle hurts. I need the trainer right now. Cannot wait till after the match. Wrap it up right now. That's great. Um, I I love her. I did everything I, I could not to check her. that score. Honestly, I couldn't be more nervous about that. It was one of those plays where oh, I couldn't figure out if she bet more or less on that. <laughs> Thank God that worked out right. All right, gentlemen. Yulia freaking Putin Seva. I love you, Yulia. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Thank you for a wonderful podcast. I know that went a little bit longer than the rest of ours, but I think we covered a lot of great stuff. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Please reach out to us with your thoughts. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. You know, please, we'd appreciate a review. Um, you know, on any. I think we're just about everywhere at this point. And Jorge, what do you think? Should we let um, Spread go or should I do his ending? <laughs> All right. Spread, Why don't you do up. it tonight? You do it tonight. No, you go first. We'll see if we can do it in unison. All right. Good, Good luck, luck in, in all, all your wagers. <laughs>